Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Timothy chapter number 2. 1 Timothy chapter number 2. You know, every one of us in the, in the church family, we all have a part in this ministry. Uh, no matter your age and no matter who you are, everyone has a part. Some of us were Sunday school teachers, bus captains, bus drivers, treasurers, uh, nursery uh, workers, uh, musicians, uh, everybody's got their part. And uh, even Steve Jones has got his part. He is the official timekeeper in the church, and God bless him. And uh, he does a phenomenal job with that. He makes sure that he talks to you before the services and uh, gets, tries to set you straight. But what he, realized, what he doesn't realize, we don't listen to him. <laughs> But uh, I appreciate the Jones family and uh, appreciate kidding around with them. And, uh, and then I, I just, I really love our church. love those that um, make it up. Boy, this, this place is special. This is family. And uh, I love, I love our church. I really do. And I love you and uh, um, just appreciate you. Everything that you, you mean to me and uh, your encouragement. Everybody's asked about a little accident that I had Friday. Somebody rear-ended me right here at the entrance into the church, and everybody was asking, are you all right, are you all right? And, and I appreciate that concern, and uh, thank you for your, your concern and your, you know, just, just uh, your love for, for one another. That's remarkable, and I appreciate it and all that the Lord has done for us. If, uh, 1 Timothy chapter number 2, I'm going to read just a few verses tonight and give you what the Lord's laid on our hearts. 1 Timothy chapter number 2, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of, our, in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. That's all we're going to read this evening, and uh, we'll stay, uh, we'll look at a few other verses, but for the most part we'll stay in this, this chapter tonight and look at those verses. I'm interested in verse number verse number 5, where the Bible says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. And I've titled tonight, the, the thought tonight is our mediator's work. Our mediator's work. And as I've read these verses, Pastor mentioned uh, this morning about uh, the uh, just the the compassion of God and how that Jesus died for everyone. 
And boy, it's so clear in the Scriptures. We're going to see it again tonight. And I don't see how, Pastor, I don't see how there's any confusion about it. And uh, we're going to look at it in just a minute. But I'm so thankful tonight for verse number, verse number 5, that there's one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. I'm thankful tonight, and I want to go on record again tonight to say that there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to get to God's heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. Again, Pastor made it clear this morning, preaching on, uh, on the thoughts of the crucifixion. And, uh, and, and I'm thankful tonight that we have a mediator. A mediator. That word mediator, it is one that interposes between parties at variance for the purpose of of reconciling them. And I'm thankful that's what Jesus Christ did for you and for me. You understand tonight, when we were sinners, we were enemies of God. And uh, because of our sin, God cannot look at us. But thank God Jesus Christ came to this earth and He died for our sin. He died for your sin and He died for me. And He became our mediator. And thank God tonight, when God sees me tonight, He doesn't see me. He doesn't see my sin. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ. Thankful that I have a mediator tonight. I look at this passage of Scripture and and I'm going to get right into it because I'm going to get bogged down, sure as the world. But I look at this passage of Scripture and, and I look at, um, i got so many notes, and, but there's, there's some things I want you to look at really quickly tonight. I want you to notice in this passage that we read tonight, the word all. It's mentioned six times uh, in the verses that we read. Verse number one, it's mentioned twice. First of all, supplications be made for all men. And uh, verse number 2, for kings and for all that are in authority. And, uh, and then verse number 2, that we live a peaceable life in all godliness. And verse number, verse number 4, who will have all men to be saved. And verse number 6, the Bible says, that who gave himself a ransom for all. And that word all, that's a, it's a short word, but boy, it is an important word. And it's a word that's got a lot of people in trouble today. Well, I'm thankful that I know the meaning of that word all. And I'm thankful that Jesus Christ died for all. And I'm thankful tonight, he said there in verse number, uh, verse number four, again, lest there's any con uh, confusion about it, he said, who will have all men to be saved. That's everybody. That's the whole world. I've talked with... Um, I've talked some with some Calvinists. I've talked with a primitive Baptist before, Pastor. There's one man that, that's in the uh, refrigeration uh, career, and uh, he, is a, he is a primitive Baptist, whole line primitive Baptist, and him and I have had a discussion, and, it's, and every time that we talk about this matter of, of uh, election and those things, uh, for sure he's been elected to be saved. He's for saved. And, and I told him, you know, he knows he is, but everybody else is just not sure. How foolish is that? How foolish? Listen, I know by what the Bible says. The Bible says who will have all men come. Who, he came to save all. And I'm thankful that all includes me. It includes you. It includes those that are going up and down the highway. It includes the boys and girls that we pick up on the bus. It includes their parents. It includes their grandmas and their granddads. It includes all. Amen. The mediator's work in our life. And then he mentions uh, this word one. It's mentioned 
uh, twice in our text, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men. One God and one... Boy, I'm thankful there's one God. I'm thankful I know the God of this world, the God of heaven, the God of this universe, the God that created everything, the God that's in control. I don't know if you, if you catch it, my excitement from time to time in the song services, but boy, I'm thankful that, that I know that God Almighty is in control. Boy, I was telling the young people this morning in Sunday school, we were talking a little bit about wisdom and uh, how that God wants the young people to get wisdom. He's got a plan for their life. And, and, and He's in control of everything. And I'm thankful for that tonight. He knows what I'm going to face tomorrow. He's already got a plan and He's already... Listen, if there's problems tomorrow, He's got the answer for it tomorrow. He's in control. And that's the God that I know and that's the God that I serve. And so let's look at this text real quickly tonight. And I'll try to get you out of here as quick as I can this evening. I'm tired and, and uh, for whatever reasons this evening, I'm tired and, and somewhat weary. And uh, so I, I promise you, I'll try not to be long. I'll preach just as long as the Lord wants me to preach, gives me liberty. And then I'll, I'll sit down and I'll be quiet. And uh, we'll see what God does for us tonight. But I want us to look at three, there's three things found in this passage of Scripture that we see this evening uh, talk, considering our mediator's work. I want you to notice the first, the first uh, thing to consider in this passage of Scripture is our mediator's work and our service. The mediator's work and our service. And I just wrote in my outline uh, in our prayer life. Notice what he said in verses number 1 and verse 2. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I appreciate the message Brother Harrelson preached, I guess maybe it was last, last Sunday night or maybe, I don't remember when it was, just a, just a soul-winning message and, and just uh, compelling us to to be burdened about others, and, and uh, boy, we need that in these days. It seems like in this, these, these, these days of the coronavirus that churches, not only our church, but just churches in a whole, we've kind of lost our vision of reaching the world. We're so afraid. And, uh, you know, we don't, want to, we don't want to go out. We want to social distance. We want, and, and those things are, hey, listen, those things are right. Those things had their place, but I want to tell you, we're still commanded to take the gospel out. We're still commanded to, to reach the lost. And uh, we're, hey, listen, the, 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 the pandemic has not slowed people from going to hell. People are still dying, and they're still dropping into hell, and they're still crying out. Brother Harrelson preached on hell. It was uh, last Sunday night, I believe it was. And uh, there's people in hell tonight, and they're crying out for mercy, and they're begging, and they're, they're asking, and they're pleading. And you and I, we've got a responsibility. And so we see the mediator's work in our prayer life. He mentions supplications. That is our petitions. He said, he said I exhort, therefore, that first of all, you know, it ought to be 
on our minds all the time. We ought to be praying. We ought to be thinking about others. I, there was sometime this week, I don't know, maybe it was, uh, it, was after, it was during the message of Brother Harrelson, and then throughout this week, there's a lady that's been on my, on my heart that I've been praying for, I've talked to, we, uh, from time to time, we pick up her girls, and, and uh, it's, uh, it's Skyla's mom, and uh, I have witnessed to her, I have talked to her, and I have prayed with her, and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and she's not saved, and, and, uh, and, and she was on my heart again Sunday night and all through the week, and, and you know, and I've been praying for her and others, and, and uh, you know, and that's, that's what, they should be on our hearts constantly. First of all, first of all, again, in this passage of Scripture, if you read it, and the, the primary emphasis is that, that, uh, in verse number 4, that he'll have all men to be saved. It is about salvation. It is God reaching all men, providing salvation for all. And so in our prayer life, we should be praying for people to be saved. Supplications, our petitions, our prayers, that's public. That's our corporate prayers. Um, intercessions, he says, our supplication prayers, intercessions, that word there, that is praying on the behalf of others. Back in the old days, you know, it used to be uh, we would call and we would ask people to come stand in the place of somebody, come fall on the altar in the place of somebody. And that's, that's praying with an intercessory prayer. That's coming and lifting their name up and praying in their stead. Well, we need to get back to those days. Get back to those days. And then he says, he says, um, intercession and giving of thanks. That's our praises. And uh, that's what our prayer should be full of. And I'm going to get to the purpose in just a minute. But he, he, he mentions those about the prayers. And then verse number two, notice what he says. Or verse number one, he says, those things there are supplications, our prayers, our intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. That's everyone. That's that, that's everyone. That's, our, that's those that we know, those that we come into contact with, those that um, uh, the family, the, the young girl that ran into the back of me Friday. I don't know them. I met her dad, and, and uh, I don't know them. I can't recall their names. I've got their name written down on the, on the report. But, but, you know, those that we come, I'm to be praying for them. I'm to be praying for every, all men, everyone, our enemies, those that wish us harm, we're to pray for them. Those that, you know, those that we don't necessarily care to be around with all the times, we're to pray for them. Those that, those that um, we just cannot get along with, uh, we're to pray for them. We're to lift their names up in prayer. And then verse number two, he said, For kings and for all that are in authority, that's... Boy, that, that covers everything, does it not? That's praying for all men. That's praying for our leaders. That's praying for our, our government officials. I don't know about you, but I've been spending a lot of time in prayer for our elected officials. And I told the church that I preached that last Sunday. I'm beginning to pray, and my prayer is this, and I think I told it at men's prayer meeting. Our, my prayer is that God would just give them common sense again. Uh, listen, we've got to pray. It's our duty. It's our responsibility. God loves them. 
We may not, and we may wish ill on some people, and that's not right. And, uh, you know, we may not, we may not agree with them, and, and, uh, but listen, we're to pray for them. God loves them. God loves them. And I know that there is, I know that there's, there's, there's a presence of wickedness in leadership. I know that there's ungodliness, and I know that, that the devil is in control and he's working, and I know that there is a spirit that is, that is not friendly towards the church and towards Christians. I understand that. I get that. But you and I, God loves them. God loves them and God cares for them. And, and every one of them, we should be praying. We should be praying. Our prayers. That's the mediator's work in our prayer life. Boy, the enemies that we have and we make. Uh, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for them. Boy, it'll change our attitudes. I know. I know from experience those that, that harm us. Boy, when we begin to pray for God to bless them, that's what we're commanded to do. Read, Rome, read Romans chapter number 12. That's what we're commanded to do. We're commanded to pray for them. We're commanded to heap coals of, of um, uh, 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 we're commanded to, 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 to pray for them and, and, uh, and, and those kinds of things. I can't think of how the verse goes now in Romans chapter number 12, but you know where, you know where it's at and you go back and read it. We're commanded to pray. That's the mediator's work in our, in our service, our prayer life. And here's the purpose for it all. Here's the underlining purpose. It's found in verse number 6. Who gave himself a ransom for all. Who gave himself a ransom for all. Boy, you know, the, our enemies and those who are not saved, they are like what we used to be. They're living like we used to live. And... Uh, you know, they're just living by nature. They're children of the devil. They're lost. They don't know any different. I was working in equipment uh, from uh, Christmas for the last couple weeks or after Christmas, putting a roof on a, on a uh, place of business. I met a fella and, um, and uh, uh, doing a little bit of work for him. And, um, and so uh, he had bought this little shop in downtown equipment, needed a roof, and... Um, I had to take the old metal off and replace a lot of rotten wood and put new metal on it. And uh, I had a couple of my friends helping, or one friend helping me, and, uh, and then a couple of his employers helping me. And so one of the guys, he was, he's retired in the military and uh, been in, was in the military for 20, I think he told me 22 years of retired. And, um, and he was handing the metal up to us. And he would just curse and cuss and just a very vulgar mouth, and, and, uh, and I know it was just his nature. Um, I know that that's just what comes out of him. And he began to, he was talking, and he began to make uh, uh, suggestive remarks, and he would look up at me, and he said, I don't even remember what, the, what he was talking about, and, but the remark, I knew it was ungodly, I knew it was wicked, and he looked up at me, and he said, you know what all that means, and you know, you understand. I said, I looked down at him, I said, Steve, I don't know. I don't talk like that. I said, my mouth is not a dumpster and my ears are not trash cans. I just don't talk like that. Not Steve Jones. <laughs> Had to uh, clarify that for you, okay? <laughs> no, not Steve Jones. And, uh, and, and so, I, you know, and, and uh, he said, well, I'm sorry. He said, I won't talk like that anymore. And for a little bit went by and 
Like I said, what's normal, what comes natural, it's going to come out. And it came out again. And, and uh, you know, but, uh, but, and, but, but I got to thinking, you know, that's just natural for him because he's lost. He's lost. And just a very short, just a very short, brief moment of time, I shared with him how Jesus changed my life. I wanted him to know that I wasn't somebody who was super spiritual, but it was all God that did that for me. And, uh, but he's just like what we used to be before we were saved. And God wants all people to be saved. He died for all. He died for all. And the underlying purpose is that all. And then the, the second underlining purpose is found in verse number 2, the latter part. Here's the reason why we need to pray for them. It's so that the last part of verse number 2, it says that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That's why we need to pray. Pray that the Lord would save them, all men, so that you and I can live a quiet and peaceable and godly life in all honesty. And so the mediators work in our service. Number two, in this passage of Scripture, we see, we see the mediator's work in salvation. Notice verse number four. Notice verse number four with me. Notice what the Bible says, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Again, we've already mentioned it, and I don't need to keep laboring it and laboring it. We understand that, that it's the desire of Jesus Christ for all to be saved. Well, I tell you, it's precious. It's precious when a young child comes and gives their heart to Jesus, gives their life to Jesus. I tell you, it's great. Man, it's great to see an elderly person give their heart to Jesus. I never will forget. I think it was Josh and myself years ago, uh, back when Josh and Kelly were teenagers and some of the others, uh, we used to have at the camp, Ever about once a year, the help missionaries would come and stay down at the camp for about a month. And they would work out of the camp. They'd go to their different churches. One year, we had several Mexican national pastors with us. So I called Brother Weishart, and I said, Brother Weishart, would it be possible for me to take some of these uh, pastors and go to the migrant fields and hand out gospel tracts or Talk to use these guys and talk to the migrants. And Brother Wildstart said, let me make a few phone calls. He said, I got some contacts. Let me make some phone calls, and I'll call you right back. And he got his permission with uh, uh, Mr. Feldon Coggins to go out in, in a particular field on their lunch break. We couldn't force them to sit down, but uh, we could have a church service, a 30, 45-minute church service, and share the gospel with those migrant workers. Well, we saw, we saw many saved. And, uh, and then one, one particular time, I brought the young people down to the camp. We loaded up with those uh, national pastors, and we went into the migrant camp and uh, went door to door and uh, told those migrant workers about Lord Jesus Christ. I remember one particular trailer we went into. I don't, I don't remember what time it was, but I remember particularly we went into the front door and in the back door to the Jehovah's Witness had come in, and they sat down with the, with the lady of the house, and they were having their little Bible study, and me and the, one of the national pastors was over in the living room and uh, sharing the gospel with this guy, and he got saved while the lady was having 
their Bible study with a Jehovah's false witness. Can you believe that? And uh, this guy got gloriously saved. Thank God for that. But I remember this one particular, I think Josh was with it. It may have been another teenager. I'm not sure. But I remember this. It's vivid in my mind. I'll never forget it. We went up to this, this, uh, this mobile home in the, in the camp and uh, knocked on the door, and this old, old 70-year-old Spanish man opened the door. And the Mexican missionary, I, I forget his name, starts with a G. Uh, anyway, he um, witnessed to the guy, and I, I, I didn't know what they were saying. I don't know Spanish. And, and uh, he didn't take time to interpret it back to English. We were just listening. I could tell what was going on. And uh, he witnessed to this, to this gentleman, and in just a moment of time, this gentleman, a 70-year-old man, bowed his head and asked God to save him. After it was said and done, the, Mexi the, the, the Mexican national pastor asked this 70-year-old uh, man, Is this the, uh, has anybody ever told you of Jesus Christ? And pastor, the 70-year-old man said, This is the first time I've ever heard of a man named Jesus Christ. Broke my heart. But I remember it's up here. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the tears running that. Boy, that was a glorious sight. Glorious sight. One day I'll get to heaven and I'll see that guy in heaven. We'll be able to talk. Hallelujah. Boy, that's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Boy, I tell you, it's wonderful. And it, that's God's desire. It's God's desire. I've got scriptures written down, Jonathan. We're not going to look at those verses tonight. But we see the desire of Jesus Christ. We see the compassion of Jesus Christ and His desire for all men to be saved. We see His compassion. And it's found in verse number 6, who gave Himself a ransom for all. Boy, what compassion. What compassion. And then we see the work of Jesus Christ. And then real quickly, I want to give you the last one tonight. I told you I won't be long. The last one tonight. So we see, we see the mediator's work in our service, in our prayer life, uh, how that He wants all men to be saved. We should be praying to that effect. We should be praying for that. I told our young people, we're going to, start, we're going to get a list of young people. We're going to try to get out and, and reach them. Old Max that was here this morning, uh, he told me he knows, he knows a bunch of young people, and I'm going to take him up on it. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to get him, and we're going to go in his neighborhood, and we're going we're to talk to those young people. I want to see them saved. I want some names that I can pray for. I want to make a difference in their life. We see the mediator's work in salvation, all men to be saved. And then we see the mediator's work in sanctification. Notice in verse number, uh, verse number, um, verse number 4 who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth. And then if you'll notice up in verse number, uh, let me find it, uh, verse number, uh, I think it's verse number, verse number two maybe, uh, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. But the mediator's work in our sanctification. And, uh, that, and, and, and what is that work? Well, he said that they would come to the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth. And I mentioned it this morning, and I mentioned it some already tonight, but the truth that Jesus changes a life. Boy, I'm so thankful that the Bible says um, uh, that, uh, that we are new creatures. We're not becoming new creatures. Hey, listen, when God saved me, He made me new. 
He may, and I listen, I still live in the old flesh. I still battle the old flesh. It's corrupt and it's wicked. And thank God one day I'll lay it aside. Thank God one day I'll have a heavenly body that will not sin. I'll have a perfect body, a glorified body. But listen, but we all contend with this flesh. But listen, God saved us and He changed us. He made us new. I don't know about you, He gave me new desires. He gave me new desires. And I've shared this before. You know, I was saved in an early age. And I tell the young people, I grew up, my mom was a mean mom. And uh, my mom, she, she was so mean that sometimes in, uh, in the afternoons when, when, when the friends from the neighborhood would come over, if they, were, if they were cutting up and if they were up to no good, she would literally get out of the house. And my mom, she's she short. My mom, she would chase them out of the yard, Brother Wilbur. She wouldn't put up with it. She was very protective of us. She wanted us to do right. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. I grew up in a Christian home. And I'm thankful that my mom and dad taught me the scriptures. And, uh, and I made a profession of faith early in my life. I don't remember how old I was, but I was, I was young and I made that profession of faith. I remember getting baptized. I remember standing in front of the church before all the people and, and, and I remember a couple of adults standing beside me that had gotten baptized at the same time. I remember that, but I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved and I grew up a little bit like that. Grew up in a Christian home. And, uh, and, uh, and during the month of March of 1979, uh, during the week of March the 11th, we were having a revival meeting with Preston Moore. And uh, on Tuesday night, I believe it was, the Lord spoke to my heart as, as the invitation was given. And I was standing there uh, next to my dad on the second pew. And, and I saw one of my best friends walk by and go down and get saved. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you need to be saved, Greg. You need that too. And I remember going forward and God saving me and my dad going down and praying with me. And God saved me that night and he changed me. He changed my desires. No, I wasn't a wicked person. Thank God I've never tasted alcohol. Thank God I've never smoked a cigarette. Thank God I've never chewed tobacco. Thank God I've never done any of those things that we classified as, as the black and the gross and wicked sins. But I tell you, I was a lost sinner. And I had desires that were wicked. And God changed those desires. And I'm thankful for that tonight. I praise His name. He changed me. And I'm telling you, the truth is that God did that. I couldn't change myself. As a little boy, I'm sure I tried. I'm sure many of you, you've made profession of faith and you've tried to change things. I remember there was a gentleman in this church many years ago when we were in the old building. And I won't call his name. If I called his name, many of you would know him. And I remember we had prayed for him. Pastor and I would go by and see him on Tuesday night. And, and we'd pray for him. One night, one Sunday, he showed up at church. And he walked down and made a profession of faith. And uh, then he couldn't be found. And Pastor, and I think Pastor and some other men and myself, we'd go by and visit him from time to time. And he's always too busy. Always had to work. Just never could get back to church. He didn't get what I got. But thank God, thank God, God got a hold of his life. And thank God he came and he got genuinely born again. And it changed his life. It changed his life. I'm telling you, when God works, listen, it'll change your life. That's the mediator's work in sanctification. 
the truth of an abundant life. Boy, I'm thankful for, for life, but I'm thankful for that abundant life that God gives. Boy, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that He saved me, but I'm thankful that He gave me life. Boy, I'm thankful for that life, that wonderful life that He gives. And then I wrote this down in my notes, the truth of a Spirit-filled life. My, my, my. You know, we're living in, we're living in days when there's not very many Spirit-filled people anymore. There's not, hey, listen, there used to be a time, and I long, for, I long for some of the things that took place in the old days, Pastor. Boy, I tell you, there used to be, you know, growing up, man, there used to be, there used to be people, when they'd come to mind, you just knew that they were full of God. You just, when you think of, the, when their names were called, you knew that, hey, that person, that's one person that is, that is so close to God that they walk just like that. Spirit-filled. Spirit-filled. Boy, how we need that in our lives today. Being spirit-filled. You know, we're so full of, of everything else, aren't we? And uh, we have, we've allowed ourselves to become so intoxicated with worldliness in our life and uh, just so many things things that may not be necessarily wrong, things that may not be sinful, but our lives are so full of them. And there's no room for the Spirit of God to fill us. Filling the Spirit of God. That's what He'll do. That is the work of the mediator in our life. The mediator's work in sanctification. So tonight, are you saved? Are you praying for others? Are you witnessing? As I, as I conclude tonight, is there somebody that's come to your mind that's not saved? And what are you doing to try to see them saved? Are you praying for them? Are you, are you falling on your knees? Are you interceding on their behalf? Well, I've got a list. I've got a prayer list that, it grows, and I've got people that I've been praying for, for that I've met through the bus ministry. I'll probably there's there's a there's probably a dozen names on that list for the moon that I'll probably never see again on this earth. I, I probably never will. They've moved away. I have no idea where that. Some of them I don't even know their full names. I've met them. There's one guy that I've met, and I've, I've shared this many years ago when I was out visiting. I think it was on a Super Bowl weekend or NFL playoffs or something. And, and uh, this guy was picking up some of his, his children. It may have been a little, little, uh, little girl we was picking up. I can't remember now. I can take you to the trailer. And, uh, uh, and I remember him inviting me in and sitting down and, and uh, his, his home and watching that game and him drinking. And I was, I was able to share the gospel with him and, and, and his name all he told me to call him was G. That was his name, G. That's all I know, and I pray for G every week. I don't know where he's at. I don't know if he's in Valdosta. I don't know if he's alive. I have no idea, but I'm praying, and every time I pray, dear God, would you save him? Lord, I never, may never see him on earth again, but Lord, I sure want to see him in heaven. Lord, I sure want to see him in heaven. I got some others, Danny, Mr. Danny. I've met him, and he moved away. 
And uh, I'll probably never see him again, but I'm praying. And I'll witness to him, and I'm praying. I'm praying that God will take the things that I shared with him many years ago and will challenge his heart, and God would save his soul, and I'll see him in heaven. Well, I want, to, I, I want that. I'm praying. I'm praying. But is there some that you're praying for? Is there people that come to your mind? You may not be able to talk to them. They may not listen to you. But I tell you, you can call their name out before God. Are you witnessing? And then are you spirit-filled? Are you spirit-filled? Well, I tell you, this world needs to see some spirit-filled people. The workforce needs to see that. God help us tonight. Let's all stand together. Tracy's coming to the piano tonight. The mediator's work in our life. He died for all of them. Are we praying for him? Is his burden, his compassion on the lost, is it our burden?